You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Oh, I could hide neath the wings of the bluebird as she sings. The six o'clock alarm would never ring. Today, Hoff will explain this song. I'm trying to play along. This is uh, Pep Hamilton's official walk-up song for the XFL. He may be a great coach. He's been in the game, been around. I just didn't think it was on par with the Bob Stoops hiring, which is all I was merely pointing out. Midday Grind, live today, Maryville University, joined now by Pat Evers, who, as I'm looking at the resume at Jefferson College, let's, let's say, Charlie, if you won 172 games, how many could you lose and say, oh, that's, that's not bad? You'd say, oh, 100, 120 or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good record. 172 wins. I'm going to say you can easily lose 100, and that's still a, a nice resume. How about 172 and 65? And with that, Pat came here to Maryville, hired last summer, uh, part of the new addition here. Coach, good to see you. How are you? Uh, doing great. Tell Happy us about coming to Maryville, yeah, and the uh, the opportunity to be here. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of an exciting part. We finished up, uh, you know, in Grand Junction last year for the Junior College World Series at, at Jefferson College, and then it was a, a quick turnaround, literally, from whenever I, you know, we took a 18-hour, 20-hour bus ride going to Grand Junction. I got back, <laughs> interviewed that afternoon, came on campus the next week for a follow-up interview, and I was out recruiting in Oklahoma and got the call and said, hey, I've yeah, I want to be a part of it. I was excited about it. And I, I think um, the one thing that stuck out, I'm from the area and just coming back here over the last, you know, five, six, seven, however many years, and you come over here recruiting for different high school tournaments and things like that, and how much the campus has changed and the facilities have changed. It's it's every year you kept coming back over here. And then hearing what's continuing to go on and how much it's growing, it's something I definitely wanted to be a part of. And you guys are up and running now. It's always tough, man, unless you play – college ball down in florida or georgia i mean this time of year just to get on the field and and do you actually play you're playing this saturday playing the saturday at home so it's been you got a uh, dome of watch, course right for your games. <laughs> we could we could use one so it'll be uh watching a lot of the weather forecast and pushing times back and that's kind of how it goes in, in february baseball in the midwest i mean you're trying to get south as much as you can and you're kind of you know there's time in january it might be 50 degrees and you're outside and can practice and this year was the opposite where it's two or three dot two or three times before we opened up you actually get to get outside and kind of get a dress rehearsal of what it's going to look like so um february baseball is always interesting it's always a little bit sloppy where you kick some stuff around and plays don't get made and it's inconsistent pitching and hitting and defense but um you know the nice thing is you get to throw it out there and see what it looks like i'm checking out the roster fair to say close to 50 percent of the team from the local area or darn close yeah yeah i'd say that i'd say for the most part everyone's within you know Total roster, it's usually within the region, so about four or five hours. And there's always a couple outliers where somebody's from. We got a couple guys from Colorado, and you know, a couple guys from maybe a little. Got one guy from uh, uh, Bermuda, so it's a little bit random. But for the most part, it's it's within the region. Which is weird because I would like to go to college in Bermuda. You know, you kind of <laughs> flip the script. We mentioned Trevor Rosenthal working out here. I remember years ago coming out and John Mabry and Mike Matheny are in the cages here. It seems like there's been a long history of Cardinal players that are in the area coming out to Maryville and working out. How many of your guys got in the cage? Did they get some rips on uh, on Trevor? And we decided that those stories may have grown now a little bit. Yeah, he went. Uh, he was out here pretty much the whole summer, whether it was two or three days out of the week going through his throwing program. Um, right when it got towards the end, when he was getting ready to go work out for, for some of the 
MLB teams. He went, he went two weekends, I think he went live versus our guys, where it was, hey, I'm going to face, I'm going to simulate, give me four or five batters or simulate two innings. And I think the first time he kind of dialed it back and it was, you know, 90, 92, 93. And, you know, obviously he was, he still had a lot of success with that. And then the f- next weekend it was like, hey, I'm really going to crank it up. And it was 96, 97, 98. And we had one of our, our, our poor freshmen who I think just got here, has been on campus like a week, and all of a sudden he gets to face him for, you know, he's 97, <laughs> 98, and 99, and somebody put it on social media, and all of a sudden he was kind of getting roasted a little bit from, from everybody else about how, uh, man, he can't catch up, he needs to get started earlier and all this stuff. So A lot of hitting coaches uh, online, we've noticed. Sure. Yeah. We showed yeah. Charlie in the cage one day, and people are like, oh, he's got to choke up. He's got to <laughs> move his feet. Like, oh, thanks, Coach. What's even more funny, though, is I'm down at spring training for the Cardinals, and I'm posting BP video of Major League All-Star hitters. And then you check the responses, and intramural All-Star Tommy is telling the guy, oh, his elbow's up, he needs to do this with his back leg. I'm just wondering with with Rosenthal, though, you know, you coach your players, and sometimes, okay, coach is saying that. When they see a Major League All-Star in there and what it takes to get to that level, I'm just guessing that's a great example because that guy, he's throwing close to 100 He's posting his workout videos where he's lifting ridiculous weights. So some of your players might say, okay, I'm, I'm good at Maryville. Oh, my gosh. That's how hard I have to work to get to that type of level. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a luxury to have somebody like that. And we've had a, a fortunate couple other guys just this offseason, some of the pro guys that, hey, I'm in the area and want to come work out. But Trevor was great. I mean, he took his time, talked with the guys, and there was no ego or, or big league or anything like that. I mean, he genuinely came out here, talked to the guys, and, and made small talk and enjoyed you know he got done with his workouts he'd hang out and, and talk for 30 40 minutes and watch a little bit of practice or the workouts guys were doing so it was really um man it, it was great having him out here for that time we talked with coach stricker earlier about the the level of talent basketball wise in st louis uh what about baseball wise do you have a gauge as to whether it's gotten better over the year i mean certainly kids are doing more and more specializing going to more you know camps and playing year-round what about overall talent level in the area uh, I, I think it keeps getting better every year just because you know even over the last 10 or 15 years the amount of facilities that they have were you know when I remember when I was in high school it was okay there was a place worth a couple cages inside and now you got yeah big indoor facilities with full infields and there's just more of it and I think guys are, are doing more and there's just so much more you know technology and information out there so I think from uh you know being in the Midwest just how much of the the level of talent has increased and the quality of plays continue to get better across, you know, whether it's all levels, college, high school, and, you know, I think it keeps getting better and better. Did you watch, did you watch games because you're a coach? Are you managing from the couch every night and screaming at the TV and, and your family says, oh, just stop it. Just, you know, stop coaching all the time. Uh, not so much. Because <laughs> we do. We do, actually. Not Honestly, I, I probably, as much high school stuff and, and things with recruiting in the summer, there's probably a, a limited amount of major league games I'll actually watch all the way through. But I think once you get to know some of the guys that you've had, maybe former players go on, and you see there's always a background. There's something that you don't know or why this decision's getting made. So it, it's really easy to sit there and second guess. But, you know, usually we don't have all the information. So you kind of give up on the second guessing. So, Pat, give us your baseball philosophy, how you like to play the game, what style. Oh, I. That's a fabulous question. I, I don't know. I think I got to ask it uh, a million times uh, going through the interview process, and they recruit good players and, and let them go out and play. So, uh, you know, in, in my experience being in coaching, I've had different teams where some were better on the mound, some were better offensively, and I think the the biggest thing you do is you fit your kind of 
style of coaching to your personnel and not try and dictate what kind of player they're going to be or what kind of style you're going to play. And obviously, hey, you just try and recruit good players, and it makes you a pretty good coach usually. Coach, thanks for stopping by. Good luck this season. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Pat Evers, first-year head coach here at Maryville Baseball, uh, one of Lonnie Folks' recent hires. As we celebrate all things Maryville here today, midday grind going until 1 o'clock. As we mentioned, Schnooks are playing tonight. Or Schnooks are playing tonight. The Blues are playing tonight. Schnooks is playing every night, okay? They don't have a night off. The Blues play tonight, and Schnooks has the Blues hat trick available. Simply go by, go to the Schnooks Deli, which you're probably going to be doing anyway, get a half pound, any deli meat, another half pound of any Schnooks deli meat, plus some deli cheese, all of that ready to go, just eight ninety nine, half pound, half pound, half pound, deli meat, deli meat, and cheese. It's the Schnooks mm. Blues mm. hat trick. You can find it at your neighborhood Schnooks. And while you're scoring the hat trick, make sure you score some Schnooks rewards points too. All you have to do, download the Schnooks rewards app. Earn points for money off. It is easy. As a proud sponsor of the St. Louis Blues, Schnooks would like to say LGB. The only debate with the points, and I assume you guys are doing this, but you'll save them a little bit. Save them. I was at the store the other day, and the lady said, you have $24 worth of I had like $9 in points. Ooh, in mine too. Ooh. I just noticed you that guys my are rich. High rollers. I can get free groceries. But at $24, I was at that point. I was at that point where I had to decide. Keep it going, keep it going. You're like kind of looking to the crowd like, should I go back? And I cashed them in. I just thought that's a big number. That's a big chunk off the bill. That's the fun, the beauty of it. It just kind of slowly builds up, Chuck. But it's back. interesting though because mentally, do you want to go into Schnooks where one day maybe you only spend – 23 bucks and you can pay for your whole bill Correct. or you go in for that weekly grocery run and your bill's over 100 and you say let's chip away very interesting it's a great question. debate it's a great debate it's a great debate 100 you can have it in the uh, aisle if let's have like. it tomorrow at schnooks and you know what there's a guy let's do this yeah let's have a bit. there's a number of grocery topics i'd like to bring up tomorrow <laughs> in, <laughs> i'm a serious big, big show plan i do we got a big show tomorrow a lot to get to <laughs> including the cashier at the DePere Schnooks, he'll always say, welcome into aisle 13, whatever register he's working. He welcomes you in. And I'm like, I kind of like that, a personal touch. That's what I'm looking for, Chuck. I also think because you made me think there, remember the show back in the day, Supermarket Sweep? They're running through. They have to get as much yeah. groceries, the highest amount of money in They're like three minutes. Yeah. There would be little prizes. You get the big ham. That would be maybe a fun game. To go through, well, try Frank to find. does that every week. He runs right. around the store right before he leaves and then walks out. It is fun Frank. when you, you sit down at Schnucks. It's free because we're inside the <laughs> perimeter of the store. There's like some chocolate covered almonds. Oh, did Schnucks bring these over? No, Frank just wanted to snack on them. Okay. <laughs> but we should do that, though. That'd be fun. I like Supermarket it. Supermarket sweep, Schnucks local version. A time now for a little thing we do. Call, I shouldn't say the little thing. It's insulting. It's a big thing. Brian, Great segment. Time thing. now for our favorite part of the entire oh, now you're broadcast. Just being insincere. Day. Correct. Now you're just lying. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, the song coming back for this segment was Daydream Believer by the Monkees because Peter Tork passed away today. Oh, oh too bad. So that was why I we, didn't know. That was why we came up with that. I was trying to connect the dots, and I couldn't. And now the dots are connected because someone died. Is he the died. first monkey to die? Ah, uh, I don't Michael know. Michael Nesbitt, Davy Jones. Davy Jones died previously. 
There is okay. Sally's wheelhouse. Sally's <laughs> wheelhouse is also dead musicians. Wow, I didn't. <laughs> Did Davy Jones like to party? Probably. Did that? Uh, he passed away in 2000. We should probably look into that. Not speculate. So who's all right, Sally, in your wheelhouse? I'd ask him, but you know, I can't. Michael Nesbitt, Nesmith still alive, and then the other guy, Mickey who's Dolenz. Yeah, Mickey Dolenz. That's right. So we're down to two monkeys. All right, what's next? Uh, this is a random, not so much no, random. That, no, that was random. No, this th- that, was, random. that was topical. He died. He was a musician, kind of, back in the 60s. Um, but you mentioned Anthony Peeler, and actually, coincidentally enough, my cousin texted me this question the other day. How come his number isn't retired by Mizzou? 44? But he's, yeah, but he's not, I mean, he probably has had the best NBA career of any Mizzou player. It was what, th- number three in points? I was going to say, where is he in their top ten? He's I think third. he's third in career points. Just kind of seems well, like a, a lot of people reacted to the Chivas, who, by the way, was great. You guys had him on the show. Really interesting to hear and all of his stories. But a lot of people said, why now? I think that goes sort of un- unanswered. Why now? And I'm not sure if there's any kind of disconnect or what. But So you wonder why those things are decided when they are. Peeler would be right there in terms of Chivas's career. I mean, we're talking Mizzou career. I guess yes. that's the difference. It's not just NBA. Include, it's not including NBA. You could make the case. I think it's seven total that have been retired. Who in the last, let's say, ten years would be in that conversation? Marcus Denman? Would a Kim English be Kim in there? English? English? Like that were, but, but they're not in the Chivas category. No, no. They'll never be retired, but they were good. Mizzou. And I love the four-year players. That's the beauty of it when they stick around. And Damari Carroll? He's had a good NBA Good career. NBA. Well, yeah. that's, that's just a different topic, though, isn't it? But also, Damari Carroll is part of the, one of their only 30-win teams for a while there. Yeah. I think you could definitely talk about Carroll. And honestly, I don't know if we're talking about jersey retirement, but there will be something that Retire they, they do to remember that <laughs> English Denman Bowers uh, trio, I think. Well, I believe, is it the 10-year anniversary this year of their Elite Eight run? Yeah, that's a heavy-hitting team. And I don't know the if they'll Elite hit eight. that level, any of them. But they'll get a lot of accolades from the school, I'd say. They should also retire maybe the sport coat of Michael Porter Sr. for bringing his two oh. kids to the school. Okay. Also, let's not forget the other person on that Damari Carroll team, Leo Lyons, was a big part of that team. Leo Criswell, that became Leo Lyons. Remember that? He switched names. I didn't know. I didn't. I never knew he switched Look names. I've always wondered this, and only <laughs> because Criswell came to Missouri. That, and that was sort of strict. Strict ask because that means like you're not positive. Look yeah. it up. Hey, Google me. No, it actually was. Um, Pat Evers, in his story about getting hired by Maryville, mentioned that he was out recruiting for a different school when he got the phone call offering him a job. And I've always wondered when that happens. Like you know, you're talking to a kid. Hey, you got to go to this school. Like, let's I, got say, a new, I got a new place for it's, you. I got this new school. <laughs> it's great. And then like, oh, I got to take this phone call. One sec. Hey, how about Maryville? Let's go to Maryville yes. instead. Didn't Gary Pinkle bring Brad Smith yes. over from Toledo? And then that of other course, school sucks. Come to Maryville. Of course, how about the crazy year? Do you remember this about 10, 12 years ago? Bob Huggins didn't even have a job, and he was somehow recruiting, was it uh, O.J. Mayo and Michael Beasley? Like, those guys had kind of said to Bob Huggins, we will kind of go wherever you've coached, but he didn't have a job at the time. The player's like, hey, man, i got to support the sponsors. <laughs> like, He's Huggins. really paying me a lot, so. Uh, Martin, you mentioned uh, cheese in the uh, deli section of Schnucks. Favorite cheese on a sandwich? Ooh, great question. It is a great question. I think provolone's underrated. Okay. I, if I can only pick one, and that is the question, is this like a frank gun to my head? My yeah. life depends on right, it. Right. Yeah, communism, you got to pick the right cheese. What are you going with? 
Because it's got to have a lot of versatility for a lot of different sam- – I think I could go with Colby Jack. Ooh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Pepper Jack. I'm a yeah. Pepper Jack fan. I'm always Colby Jack. Colby Jack. Okay. Uh, I mean, Munster's kind of like a sleeper pick, kind of a 15 seed. So they're in Norfolk State of uh, that cheese. The, that yeah. was the Marquette homer pick right there. What, Munster? Munster. Is that a good Wisconsin cheese? I think it's, I think it's a Wisconsin cheese. Marquette won last night. Beat Butler again. Yeah, I noticed that they they were limping around a little they bit. They were. Turned it up. To pull away late. Limping but around. Aren't you ranked 11th in the country? In the game. They were, the they game were not itself. Playing, they, were down right. like, they were down like 7-8 in the first half. They were down by one at halftime. They're like, what are you doing? Let's All go right. here. All right, finally, it's been 11 straight games tonight in Dallas. Do the Blues make it 12 Ooh. straight? Dallas is a desperate team. They're a little beat up right now, but they're also down. Is it the due factor that always Dallas has lost three straight and five of six? I will say little factor here. Braden Shen is out for the game. Is he? Yes. Uh, oh. Jeremy Rutherford tweeting 37 minutes ago. Bruby says Shen is out with an upper body injury. And why That's is that, no Coach? Bueno. None of your business. And mind you, okay. they, they <laughs> haven't lost a game since Perron went out and Shen flipped into that uh, second line left wing role. I don't like that. Oh, I don't boy. like that news. He's on the top line, right, with Tarasenko and O'Reilly. But, mm. but Sorry, I'm going to say. I'm in left. Yeah. My bad. I'm going to say. <laughs> I got the left wing part, you jerk. What's happening? That, that was What's going on. We were just nerd, we, we almost we had a little nerd out insider hockey here, and the only reason I did it, I wasn't trying to correct Rocky. I'm, I'm not that no, guy. You are no, correct no, guy, no. I, I correct no, you all the time. For the fine. Blues fan in their car that's yelling at the radio, like, "Hey, tell Rocky." Oh, no, don't don't say this. You did this for someone else. You no, did I it did. for yourself. Rocky, aren't you glad we cleaned it up? <laughs> um, no, thank you very much. Better together. That's our motto. <laughs> Better together. Uh, the question I'm, was: if I, The Blues win tonight. I'm going to say 80 percent chance. Okay. I feel good, but I can't go 100. Charlie, I can't go against the Blues. I don't like that. Shenner news right there, though, but maybe Blues after getting up to zip against the Leafs and seeing that that margin, all of a sudden they're tied, they're in a bit of a dogfight there, and maybe they clean it up. I'm going to say, uh, let's do it. Let's go 12. I like okay. the buy-in right now. Great buy-in. I thought Dunner had a big game. I was texting Strick during the game, even though we are both in the press box. And I was texting him some of my <laughs> hockey takes. That's such a lazy thing to do. You can just walk down the, no, down but, the aisle. No, but Andy, no, when Andy is there, question. when he is there and it's around other players, former players, scouts, he doesn't really have time for the rest of us. Uh, In fact, I was having a conversation with him. Vitaly walked up strict, literally turned his back to me. Nice. And I said, I thought I was talking to both of you. I like that, actually. So now, <laughs> instead of wasting my energy... And getting dismissed by Strick, I will just text him from about 50 feet away. But they were probably talking about the junior midgets Correct. locally, and you probably wouldn't have anything to add. Oh, did you to see that Kamloops final? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, to be fair. All right, that's the end of the day. That's the end of the day. Before the end of the show, another reminder to go to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Take the Clark Bridge. Hang a right in Alton, and you are there. It is worth the trip. If you haven't been in a while, maybe plan a trip with the whole group this weekend. Could be a fun couples night. Bachelorette party, 21, 30, 40, 50, whatever. Big birthday coming up. Head to Fast Eddie's. They do it all the time. Folks walk in. Big groups. They can accommodate. Handing out the free T-shirts for the birthday. It's a great spot for that. Maybe the office needs a little day out. Grab everybody at the office. Oh, Fox, two night at Fast Eddie's. Yes. I'm in. Let's do it. I'd say 590, but we tried. We're working never, on it. Never We're quite working. came together. You know what's funny is. Zach Choate did a story on the guy who has the Blues Arena in his basement. Oh, yeah. And it's a cool visual. And somebody online said this would be a great place for Charlie, Martin, and Kenny Wallace to do a show from. And then people started saying, yeah, they probably won't do it. And then Kenny. Oh, uh, God, that's your, Kenny that's your reputation. Yes. Now. 
What I do do is show up at Fast Eddie's. Love it up there. Eddie recommends the homemade bratwurst, sort of a sleeper pick because everybody goes for the half-pound fat Eddie burger, peel and eat shrimp. Can't go wrong with anything on the menu. Stop by. Doors open at 1 o'clock. Live music every single day, seven days a week. Fast Eddie's, the tradition continues in Alton, Illinois. Tomorrow, housekeeping, we're at Schnucks on Lindbergh. And as we learn, Rock, there's a lot of Lindbergh out there. This is the one by Tessa on Ferry. You'll get to it eventually. To start going a direction on Lindbergh, and eventually you'll find it. And we'll have a little slop and, mm. uh, and a lot more. A whole lot more, Chuck, tomorrow. How about Maryville, though? The spread, the Let's campus. Let's hear it from Maryville, everybody. Let's hear it from Maryville. Jim Powers hosting... The fine folks here at Maryville, the wonderful spread. And if you're a student, you can run over. There's just a little bit of food left put out on the table. Seriously, though, it's a gray day, about 40 degrees, but you drive through Maryville. It is a vibrant campus. The athletic facilities, all the red, you got the beautiful turf. Love it. I'm going to be in good spirits the rest of the day. I'm going to be a nice person. The oh, whole day. probably because wow. you're off work the wow. whole day. The whole day. Whenever Martin's off, you can tell vacation <laughs> mode has already kind of started a little early. Uh, all right. The hard line is coming your way next.